welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. I'm Carol. And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle is all about. David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are, and we love talking about sex and sexuality and sexual pleasure, communication, consent, respect, and relationships, (laughs) and hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because... Well, great sex matters, and we all deserve it. And we've noticed that the more we talk about sex, the more we talk about sex. And we're doing our part to normalize conversations about sex and sexuality whenever we can. And we hope that you do too. Just try it. It feels great to open up and say those things that we've been thinking all this time. Hmm, So you think people are thinking about things and not saying them? Oh, yeah. To their partners? Oh, yeah. To their dates? Oh, yeah. Hmm. I think uh, we have a great guest today, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. So, you know, I wonder if um, there's people out there who are attracting the wrong people into their life, you know, and they have that constant flow of new partners, which is just so draining. It drains your energy, and it really gets you down. On today's show, we're going to discuss how to stop those endless disappointments of failed relationships and start attracting the right partners so that you can experience deeper, more meaningful relationships. Oh, we love meaningful relationships, and we're going to have a blast with our guest today. She was with us this summer in France. Uh, We were filming the retreat, and uh, we were out there filming with Chris Lavois of Lavois Films, um, the production that we did was a documentary called The Retreat and it's going to be on Amazon Prime in 2019 and when we met Domini we actually clicked right away and we had this this kindred spirit between us. And we have a great show lined up for you today with lots of insight into the art of attraction and how to build strong and intimate relationships. But before we get started, we just want to take a minute to remind everyone that our sponsors are our business partners. And we've selected our sponsors specifically to bring you products can help improve your sex life. And by doing so, they effectively improve your whole life. Yeah, and you know... All of our sponsors are supporters of The Sexy Lifestyle and our hosts and all our shows. Um, And the shows, you know, they cost a little bit. So um, we're going to shout out now to uh, Womanizer and SDC and Promiscent and all the other sponsors out there who are helping support the show and we brought on a new one this week which is bliss bliss cruises and we'll talk about that a little bit later but without our sponsors we wouldn't be able to be putting on these amazing shows with all these amazing hosts and guests so please go to our website thesexylifestyle.com and support them this segment of our show is sponsored by womanizer for stronger longer and more intense orgasms than any other pleasure product womanizer is one of the most advanced sex tech devices It's different because of its touchless air technology. The soft head of the womanizer surrounds the head of the clitoris and stimulates it in a sucking motion. It actually feels like you're having oral sex. And it can make you climax quickly with a single or multiple orgasm. Yeah, and Carol and I wanted Womanizer to be one of our main partners for the sexy lifestyle because it's her favorite toy. And, you know, we always say sharing is caring. You know, we've used it after we fucked. And we, when I'm done, she just sits there and plays with herself and pops off a couple of more. Um, it's just one of the most amazing toys out there. And if you want a stronger, longer, more intense orgasm like me, well, we've got some womanizers to give away. Once you try this amazing device, you're going to wish you'd discovered it sooner. Just send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com with womanizer in the subject line, and we'll be announcing the winner on next week's show. listening to the sexy lifestyle with carol and david got a burning question or comment about today's show send an email to ask at carolandavid.com and we just might be answering your question next now back to this week's show all righty so let's get on with the show this is the sexy lifestyle we are carol and david and we're so excited to introduce our guest to talk about men's sex and the art of attraction Dominique drew helps single men attract their life partner through personal and relationship coaching 
It's a process of self-discovery and mindset management that helps you see how you're unintentionally blocking yourself from meeting the person that you want. The one and only and beautiful Dominique, Dominique Drew, welcome to The Sexy Lifestyle. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. Oh, this is going to be a blast. When we talk about all the different things that we can do to attract a better partner, I love it. So do you ever get that epiphany when you wake up one day and you realize that you're doing the same thing over and over and it's just not working out for you? And you ask yourself, what's wrong with me? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results is the definition of insanity. Well, we know we're not insane, right? But what then? Well, how do you know you're not insane? I know. And you call me insane sometimes. <laughs> I know we were with Domini in France and she thought I was insane. But um, no, you know, in life, we, we, we sometimes do things over and over again and want different results. And Domini is going to help us walk through those things. So, you know, in life, you know, everybody has certain patterns of behavior that are not conscious behaviors and they happen at a deeper level. And they're really not always that easy to change. So, Dominique, how do these subconscious behavioral patterns cause us to repeatedly attract the wrong partners? Hang on a sec. Don't we want to know who Dominique is, where she comes from, what she does? Nah, you just really want to know what she can do for you. That's really the <laughs> You see, she's straightforward. She just says it the way it is, Dominique. You know, just take two seconds and tell us where you come from and, and how you got this expertise. Sure. Well, I'm originally from Southern California, uh, the Santa Barbara area. I grew up there until my uh, early teenage years. And, uh, and then I moved across the country to rural Virginia. So I've got part of the West Coast and part of the South uh, sort of mixed up in a jumble in me. And what, uh, what led me to this work is uh, I, I had a very hard time as a teenager, uh, which I think is, is a fairly shared experience. Uh, I went through a lot of painful experiences and sought out help. And one of the places I found, I, I went to this workshop uh, in this type of work called the Pathwork, and uh, my, my life changed in that weekend, uh, and, and actually about two hours, um, irreparably. It's never gone back. Um, and as soon as I had that experience, I went, I, I want to teach this work. And I studied it for the next 15 years. Um, that consisted of two highly intensive four-year schools, a master's degree, um, and as I said, about a decade and a half of experience and training and teaching other people this work. And, um, and so just, not, you know, it, it's, it's just completely changed my life and it's really my calling to, to teach this work to other people. Beautiful. So now that we know you're smarter than a fifth grader, <laughs> tell us how these subconscious behavioral patterns cause us to repeatedly attract the wrong partners. Well, you know what, and I, Carol, I love your, I loved your little intro there, your little description, and the key word there is subconscious, right? So right. the reason why people wake up every morning and go, Jesus, why am I still doing the same thing that I was doing yesterday? <laughs> and, and it seems that insanity is because there are really two different levels that are functioning there. The part of you that's thinking, ah, what's wrong with me? That's a thought. That's your conscious mind, right? You're aware that you had that thought. You are not, however, aware of what it is that keeps you compulsively repeating the same behaviors, right? Right. And that's why I was and, thinking that that's why you wake up one day with that epiphany, like, what the fuck, right? What's going on? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And people say that all the time. You know, that the sort of midlife crisis, quote unquote, is like this sort of awakening and in your you know, 40s or 50s or whenever that, that happens for you, that's like, oh, my God, my life is at this point. You know, all of a sudden you take stock. And so if you can do that in your life now <laughs> yeah. and, and actually look at whether or not you're going the right direction or the direction you want to go, think of, think of the difference that you know, it can make to the rest of your life. And when those subconscious patterns are hurting us rather than helping us, we need to stop and take charge. And they, and they happen for everyone. And the reason they happen for everyone and the, the way the whole system works is that you know, in, at a very young age, you know, between zero to you know five, six, seven, usually, um, we we experience a kind of a trauma. Okay, and the word there is a little bit misleading because it, it's experienced by everyone. So even if you didn't have quote unquote a traumatic childhood, you might you know you you still had some sort of experience which, from your perspective as a child, may have threatened your life. Okay, but if you think about it from a child's perspective, that's not really that hard to do, right? Because they they, by definition, they can't care for themselves, right? Right. Just crossing the street, right. you know. Just cross the street, exactly. Or, you know, the, the example I like to use is, okay, so there's a there's a baby in a crib, and mom and dad or whatever, you know, your your uh, parental structure looked like are, are over the crib and cooing at the baby and everything's great. 
and the baby can feel that love and everything's fine, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the phone rings and let's say dad goes to answer the phone and mom's still sitting there and cooing over the baby. Everything's great. And then dad comes back in the room and says, honey, your sister's been in an accident. And mom goes, ah, and leaves. Mm-hmm. Now, that baby is in no way threatened, right? There's not in danger. It's not, you know, anything. But from that child's perspective, they were taking in that love, the safety, the, you know, everything was okay. And then all of a sudden, you know, your, your mother's field, their, her energy goes into fear, and she leaves. And we feel that. The child would feel that. And you feel that, yes. And, and so that could be an, a, a, tra- a traumatic experience or a wounding experience for that child. Um, and, and that child would basically see that as, you know, I don't know that she's coming back. Okay, and you know, therefore what, life-threatening what, in that mind. Exactly. Got it. So even if you had a really charmed, you know, nothing ever went wrong to me childhood, there's still these experiences. And, and so what they do, and also two babies could be in that crib and one could, that could be the moment for the one child and not for the other. Mm-hmm. And there's a number of different things that go into, into how these woundings happen and, and when, but, but, you know, so in that moment that, that baby will, so what children do is they generalize their life experience. Right. So instead of just being like, oh, yeah, that one time that mom left, you know, because because we had to move and there was upheaval or something like that, they they generalize it to all of life. So that baby in the example might decide, you know, women can't be trusted Mm -hmm. or people will leave me. So are you saying that um, what happened to us early on in life and whether they were traumatic or not affects how we look at people later on in life? Exactly. So if that baby came up with people will leave me or women can't be trusted, then 30, 40, 50, 60 years later, that baby's coming to me and saying, I can't, I can't understand why every single woman I've, I've ever loved has betrayed me. Uh-huh. Now, now do, you think, do you think people are attracted to people who are the same or opposite to that? Well, what you'll do is you'll prove yourself right. So if you carry around a belief that women can't be trusted, you will find yourself authentically attracted to women who cannot be trusted. Hmm. Hmm. It's not it's not actually a statement about women. Yeah. <laughs> it's a statement about you. Yeah. Right. But it looks like it's a statement about women because you go, gosh, all these women, all the women are different, right? So what's wrong with women? So, so and unfortunately, that's sort of the logical way to go, but it doesn't go anywhere. That thinking doesn't help. All right. So now that we're on the attraction part of the question, explain a little bit more in depth how attraction works. So it can happen on a number of different levels um, and in a couple of different ways. But in, for, for example, this, this type of thing, if you, if you have a belief um, around the nature of, of women, for example, then you will, you'll find yourself drawn, right? So you asked about originally, why do we all, what, continually attract the wrong relationship? This is exactly why. Okay, there's something in you that has a belief about the world and you're proving yourself right about it. And until you confront the belief head on, nothing actually changes. So you think that we are attracted to the things that we don't like? Is that what you're saying? Or that well, we're obsessed about? Some people are. Okay. So if you, um, if you think, okay, you know, you know, women are, uh, are controlling or dominant or something that you've, that, you know, maybe that was the way your mother was or something like that, then, you know, as you grow into adulthood, you'll be attracted to these dominant women and maybe they run over you a little bit or maybe, you know, you're, you know, the, the nice guys finish last, for example, that's a really popular one, right? Mm-hmm. So they go, oh, I'm so nice. You know, why can't I, why can't I attract the right woman? Women want to date jerks, right? Well, not really, yeah. <laughs> right? There's a lot more that goes into that. I actually, um, I went into that in, in an episode of my podcast, there was, I was like, I'm just going to focus on this one, this one um, belief, collective belief that we hold as a, as a society. Um but there's a difference, you know, between being the nice guy as in, you know, I will, you know, I, I'm not afraid of loving you. That's one aspect of uh, a quote unquote nice guy, right? Not afraid to, to show and express love. And, but then there could also be a uh, sort of a distorted aspect of that quality. For example, um, oh, yeah, it doesn't matter how you treat me. I will love you no matter what. Please, you know, bring it on. And so that, that same quality of like I'm a nice guy in one side, you know, in one way, is a, a, what I call a core quality. And then the other way is a defense of like, I have to have you love me. I don't care what you do. I will love you anyway. And, and that's here. That's not unconditional love. That's more of a, of a defense of like, I need your love and you're more important than I am. And so there's a dismissing of self in that, um, that, that will lead you to, to get walked on in your relationships. 
So then if I understand correctly, what how we approach people in our adult life has a lot to do with what happened to us when we were children, and that they we have to dig a little bit deeper to find out how to improve that situation so that we can attract better partners. Exactly. So I'm thinking exactly. we're going to have to take a quick break right now, and when we come back, we're going to continue our discussion with our relationship coach, Domini Drew, and she's from The Art of Attraction. And then we're going to get more into some open relationships and how to broach the subject with a new partner. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Sexy Lifestyle Quickies. We are Carol and David, and with us today is Jeff Abraham from Promescent. So Jeff, premature ejaculation is more common than most people think. Can you tell us how important it is to get rid of the shame that surrounds PE? It's very, very common. In fact, just for a reference point, you know, everyone is very familiar with ED, with Viagra sales, Levitra, and, you know, those net about $8 billion a year in sales. Premature ejaculation is 20% more common than ED, just for a reference point, which blows people away. So that being said, the one thing that is keeping a lot of people from addressing this is shame. People don't realize that before the ED drugs, a lot of people suffered in silence. There was a lot of shame because if there's no solution, people are afraid to bring it up because all bringing it up does is cause more anxiety and cause people to realize I have something that I can't address. So PE is in that early stages now when the first solution started coming out for ED that people went, wait a second, I don't have to live with this. I don't have to live in shame. And women don't have to go. I don't have to live an unsatisfactory or unsatisfied sexual life. So shame is probably the biggest roadblock in dealing with this because the old wives' tales are you're not strong mentally or, you know, you just don't want to satisfy your woman, you want to get it over with, is absolutely nonsense. You know, number one, there are five to six physiological reasons why a man would ejaculate prematurely. They're not limited to, but some of them are prostatitis, low testosterone, hypersensitivity to the penile nerves. So these aren't anything to do with your desire to control yourself or your desire to please your woman. These are physiological issues that, you know, cause it. So there should be no shame involved. I always tell people, is a diabetic ashamed to take insulin? Is a cancer patient ashamed to take chemotherapy? Of course they're not. So what would be the difference in addressing something that either A, you're just wired that way, or B, you have a physical malady that's causing this? There shouldn't be shame. There should not be, you know, a guy feeling, you know, you know, that he's less than for, you know, having to deal with this issue. It's something that a lot of people deal with, but more importantly, a lot of people don't deal with and have either A, asexual lives, or B, unsatisfactory sexual lives. So this is really a very important topic and something very near and dear to my heart, talking to people who use our product all day. And, you know, we have emails where people go, you changed my life. This is, you know, life altering because now I feel like I'm whole again and I can, you know, satisfy my partner. And getting over that shame is a huge part of this. And, you know, I sometimes feel very empowered and I feel very positive when I see some of those emails. But then at the same time, I realize we've reached one out of every 10,000 people that suffers from this. And so it gives us the motivation to go. And fortunately, we have people like you that help expose, you know, our product and expose this situation to other people so that they know there is something that they can use to have a higher degree of intimacy and have a better sexual experience. Yeah, I just want to add in there that one of the very first steps of getting rid of shame is talking about it and letting it out, addressing it in that way so that you can approach it and then um, have the, 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 gum, the gumption to go forward and actually find a solution. Absolutely. We've had a couple people tell us that I wish that I would have had the guts or, you know, to do this four, five, six years earlier that I suffered in silence for so long. And my response to them is look forward, not backward. Okay, sure, that would have been ideal, but you can't go back and rewrite history. Now enjoy every day the rest of your life, but take it into other areas of your life where you might be doing the same thing, not addressing issues that some education and some openness might lead you to a better life. It's so. not just in the bedroom. It's all throughout your life. Don't let things fester. Don't let things go you know, unaddressed if in, truly, indeed, it's causing any kind of anxiety in your life. Great advice. And wow, that was an amazing quickie. Jeff, thanks so much for being here. How can everyone find Promiscent? 
I always tell people that there's, uh, you know, we have, you know, thousands of retail outlets and other places you can find it, but the best place to always go is www.promescent.com, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T. For the simple reason, number one, there's a lot of educational videos about how to use the product, that kind of stuff. Number two, every single avenue will be available to you there. You type in your zip code, it'll show all the retail locations, you know, and so you don't have to get it at promescent.com, but it's a good place to go. If I want to know every option that I have to acquire the product, that's where I can go and find out. Thanks so much, Jeff. This is Carolyn David from the Sexy Lifestyle Quickies. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in a warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle and we are Carol and David and today we're chatting with relationship coach extraordinaire Dominique Drew from The Art of Attraction and now we're going to get into the juicy topic about open relationships, alternative lifestyles and how to broach the subject with a new partner. So when it comes to failed relationships, I guess the best lesson learned is what you don't want in a partner. And you might think that your fairy tale relationship, including Prince Charming rescuing you from a high tower or and making you his princess or vice versa, is also as unlikely as your dream relationship that includes an open and honest and trusting partner who encourages you to explore all avenues of sexuality, kink and swinging, polyamory or any other lifestyle. I had a princess rescue me from a divorce tower. I was in a poor relationship and this beautiful Carol came and swooped me off my feet and now I'm in the best lifestyle and the best friendship in, in the world. I love you, honey. I'm so glad that I rescued you from that tower. It was a high tower, too. And there was a moat, and there was crocodiles and alligators, and they were going to eat me so up. Cute. But honey, you, you didn't have long hair and, and, and hair hanging down. You didn't shout, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair. But I was the prince. You were the princess. <laughs> okay, we get it. We get it. So, Dominique, why is it that we hold back from what we really want? That is a fantastic question. <laughs> that is really the core question to ask. So from our previous example, if you think about that baby in the crib who thought their you know, parents may not have been coming back. So that experience isn't just a, oh, I decided that people might leave me. It's really traumatic. There's a lot of fear that goes with it. And so the reason why we come up with these sort of unconscious conclusions or we draw these assumptions about the world is to protect us from it ever happening again. So if that, you know, baby, if their mother leaves the crib and they think that she's leaving them forever, it will decide women can't be trusted in order to, to sort of put blocks around the heart to protect them from ever experiencing such a terrifying thing again. So then basically we're going through our lives and we're so afraid that things might go badly the way they, they did one time when we were children, you know, subconsciously believing this, that we will do anything. It, it's, 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 you know, it's survival oriented in a way, even though it's, it's in the psyche, it's sort of linked with the survival in the system and survival will always win out over what makes us happy. Think, you know, our system wants to keep us alive first. Do you think men and women are, look at it differently or are- Affected differently? Affected differently. You know, I haven't really found that, actually. Um, people are they people. may react. People are people, generally, yes. It's not that they don't function differently. You know, men and women function a little bit differently. But when it comes to this stuff, 
you know, everybody, everybody wants to survive, everybody wants to be happy, and everybody seems to hold themselves back in relatively similar ways. So then that dream uh, relationship, whether it's from the tower, or whether it's just an open, honest, basic relationship, or the kinkiest one out there, that dream <laughs> of having that dream partner, is it possible? It's absolutely possible. It's not only possible, it's the most natural thing in the world. It's what your system already wants to do, or you wouldn't be listening to this. You know, you wouldn't be interested in, you know, there's something that's drawing you toward, you know, oh, how can I get that relationship? So your system already wants it. The problem is that there's something in the way, right? These fears from such a young age that this illogical, right? Because logic is conscious. This, this survival-based thing in, in, in the back of your mind is is blocking you from what you want because of, something that happened a long time ago. So it's really just a matter of going back, finding what happened, you know, clearing those blocks and your entire life turns around. I've seen it thousands of times. It's extraordinary. This isn't just solely related to relationships. This is related to how they behave sexually as well, whether they like sex, don't like sex, want kink, don't want kink, that uh, alternative lifestyle that might come into people's lives. Yeah, it's it's around sex relationships. It's also around success, uh, eating disorders, um, health, money, um, you know, issues that you have around relationships with your family. I mean, the work is all the same. It's what do you want? Find what's holding you back from it, and you know, stop it. So I'm, I'm a guy. <laughs> I'm a guy. I'm coming to see Dominique Drew's coaching. And I have a problem in my life. I met this amazing woman. She's beautiful. Oh, she's, <laughs> she's beautiful. She's cute. But she wants to explore swinging. And she wants to explore alternative lifestyles. But I'm a, I'm a simple guy. I, society tells me I have to meet this person. I have to find them. I have to marry them. I have to go to bed. We have to fuck in the missionary position for the next 25 or 30 years. And now she's bringing this whole different world to me. And she's the most amazing person. I could see her as my best friend. What do I say to her? Yeah, so that can be a really, really frightening position for a guy. Especially if those are if those are the roles, you know, if the if the female really wants to be more adventurous and the guy, it, it's like we we have these societal, as you said, these societal uh, sort of th- beliefs implanted in our brain about what's okay and what isn't. So if your partner wants to do something and you're having a serious problem with it, then you know the the best, most direct, most effective way to work through it is to look at what it is about that that bothers you. You know, what do you, what do you believe about the lifestyle that is telling you that it's that by all means do not go there, you know, or that she's terrible because she's into it or whatever it is. The, the goal is to, is to link, is to make that subconscious part of you conscious. Okay, so, so while it's subconscious, it's out of your control. Beautiful. So let's so re- having that conversation. Mm-hmm. Let's reel it back a little bit because I went a little extreme here. So I meet this amazing person. I'm a very simple guy. And she says, I want to have sex in the kitchen and I want you to blindfold me. And it's like something you've never done before. How do you, how do you find that happy medium? How, and, and this is a guy who, you know, you're working with. He might not have dated very much before. He met like the perfect person, but she's a little bit more sexually adventurous than he is. And I'm not talking about swinging in the alternative lifestyle because we can do what well, we have done, a hundred shows on that. <laughs> no, it doesn't have, go to, no. have to go to that extreme. It's really about just an average thing that's a little bit beyond your comfort zone. A little zone. different, yeah, pushing those boundaries. Either way, it's the same process. What is it that you believe about having sex in the kitchen, about blindfolding your partner, you know, that, that's causing that resistance? If, if she suggests anything to you and you have resistance, it's worth looking at. Now, do, hmm, you, do, you, do you coach the men on being a little bit more open-minded or finding that happy medium and not saying, no way, I'm not going to do this, but I would like to do something else? Yeah, and, and that could be a good way to sort of to work through it in the moment. Um, well, okay, I'm not sure okay, I'm okay with blindfolds, but, you know, maybe I'd be okay with handcuffs. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, but again, it, it's, it's the resistance is the most direct path. So, I, you know, as we go over sort of tips and tricks and things to, to, to work through that situation, but that won't actually solve the problem. Okay. Right. And well, what, what solves the problem is, you know, what does that mean to you? What are you hearing in your head when she says blindfold? Are you hearing she wants me to objectify her? That's not okay. Women should be respected. You know, are there all these things that are happening in your head that aren't really happening in the world, you know, in that 
conversation in reality. And do you actually have a a conscious thought that says, well, that's not life threatening, whether I blindfold her or not. And it's not going to really change our marriage because we're still having great sex. So the fact that I don't really I'm not comfortable doing that, it's not really that meaningful. Or do we actually have to stop and say, hey, this is freaking me out. I need to figure out why. You know, if you want to solve the problem permanently, it has to be the latter. Okay. It really does. Um, You can tell yourself it doesn't matter. But again, we're talking about survival things that the the level of fear is significant. Of course, there's nothing threatening about blindfolding your wife. She's asking you to do it, right? Right. But you're acting as though there's a threat, which means there's fear there, which Mm -hmm. means there's something happening from the past Mm -hmm. that's coming up that's being triggered by the present. So you probably don't have a problem with blindfolds. Most people don't have a a serious, (laughs) authentic, not okayness with uh, with something like blindfolds. Uh, if you feel as though you do, now that may just not be your thing. But if it's not your thing, Carol, it's a whole different. It's a whole different vibe. It's like a, you know, you say, hey, would you like to try a blindfold? And I sort of go, hey, that doesn't really do anything for me. You know, what would you think about going out into the woods somewhere? Right, right, you know, right. or something like that. But you see how there's no energy behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you. That's how, that's the difference. That's how you can recognize if it's just not your thing. Or if there's a trigger behind it, if there's a trigger, there's fear, there's like a, or, or anger, you know, triggered by that fear, you know, oh, I get blindfolds, what do I think you're an animal? You know, how could you, what kind of woman are you? It's just like, oh, hold right, on, hold on. Right, right, right. This conversation does not require uh-huh. that much of a reaction. Right. So you can see the, the, the disconnect there, the discrepancy. And does the, does the guy have to have a reason? So I say, I want to, you know, she says, I, I want you to blindfold me. And he answers, no and she says why not and you go well because yeah you don't really know why you don't really know why um do you need to have that answer or is just because good enough well in that in that situation um i would check in see if if you if you have an answer if so you know great like i don't feel quite comfortable with that mm-hmm. first of all i don't feel quite comfortable with that should be enough of an answer in any when we're talking about sex no matter right. how committed or long you've been together right then the next step I would suggest for that for that guy in that scenario is to take some time to yourself and look inward. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe, maybe you can't do it so quickly in the moment when you're having that conversation, but then after, do your self-reflection. Why, why aren't I okay with blindfolding? Makes me uncomfortable. Okay, wh- why? Where? Where do I feel that discomfort? You know, where is that in my body? Okay, now, it's here. It's around me here. You know, and you work through it. Now, for her, who's suggesting it, and it's, she can obviously see that he's uncomfortable and will accept it. I get that she accepts it and doesn't push it, but she still kind of wants to have fun. What What should she do? How should she react not to shame him in, because he's feeling this way, not to make him feel like less of a man? How should she react to his like, oh, no, no way am I doing that? Yeah, and that's, I'm really glad you said that because I think uh, a lot of times, you know, we're so hypersensitive to men pressuring women into things that we kind of overlook that women often pressure men into things. <laughs> and uh, and really, it's, it, it, it goes both ways. So, so yeah, do be sensitive about that. Try it, you know, float the idea, give him some time to think about it. You know, don't, don't react or try and fix it because you don't necessarily understand what his reaction's about. And then I would, I would encourage you to bring it up again. Okay. You know, in a calm, sort of unattached way of, okay, give it a few days. You know, men, men tend to process a little bit more slowly. Women, we tend to be like, like lightning. You know, we're a little all over the place, but we're also very fast. Um, and sometimes men take a little bit longer, and they'll come back a couple of days later with a much more deeply thought out response. Yeah. <laughs> but it just takes a little bit more time. So I would bring it up again. It's like, hey, have you thought any more about that blindfolding thing? You know, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? And certainly to David's point after that, where he didn't really have a response, maybe he, ha- he feels better now that he actually can respond. And exactly. then, of course, you can keep it fun and light because sex is supposed to be fun and light and say, well, I get that you don't want me to want, don't want to blindfold me. What would you like to do? And just keep that conversation yes. going. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you try and go in there and judge it and fix it or here, I'm going to figure out what your problem is and then I'm going to fix it so that you're more the way I want you to be. Well, that's not a very safe space right for him to process through what's really going on so if that causes you frustration as the female great then you take that and you do your self-reflection see how there's 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 a piece for both of you there so then you do your self-reflection hmm why am i why does this upset me so much that he won't blindfold me 
Yeah, hmm. and, and okay. I guess that's look at that. And it's all it's all as part of learning each other and learning your likes and dislikes. So I guess just to to recap everything we just said was that it's so important to be sensitive to other people's uh, thoughts and fears because we don't know what the source of they of what they might be from, and to just try to figure it out slowly and surely if uh, if you're really to open it up and start again. Right, um, and I, and I want to just make the point. I started off talking about swinging and kink, and we got into blindfolds, but the 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 concept here is that that discussion can happen with respect to anything in the bedroom in the car anything sexually it's it's you have to have that dialogue and you have to be able to talk to each other about what you want and we'll do another whole show on fantasies and and how everybody needs Mm -hmm. to have fantasies to keep their sex life uh, happy healthy and horny but this isn't about the blindfold this is about one person the the what the female in the relationship asking the male for something that he doesn't feel comfortable with and him having to be able to communicate it back to her in a way that they can find that happy medium. Yeah, and truly the more that you do this process, whether it's about what you're going to have for dinner or whether or not to have kids or anything in the bedroom, you know, the more that you can do this, the better your relationship will be, like without a doubt. So the less that you can sort of fly off the handle or, or go into your own reaction or take the time that you need to, see, you know, to like see what's really going on instead of being like, oh, I just I can't stand it. He won't blindfold me or he won't, you know, have sex with the lights on or whatever it is that you want him to do. You know, OK, so what's your piece about you handle that piece? And it's amazing. The other piece just melts away. Absolutely. You know, there has to be that self-responsibility. It's incredibly powerful. And to make sure. You and then, keep- as you guys said, as, as you guys talk about in your show, then you have this incredible open you know, this, this open communication, even if you're monogamous, this open relationship and openness to it of, of talking and of being really honest and being, and you create a safe space for your partner. And then, I mean, the sky's the limit. It's a whole different relationship. It's really powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And also keeping your pulse on that dream, ideal relationship that you want and keep and not forget about that is what I want to keep going for it. That goal is there always to make it as good or as better as it could possibly be. So after this Absolutely. short break, we're going to be getting into some myth busting and uh, with our relationship coach, Dominique Drew, all about relationships. I love our myth busting game. Hang on. We'll be right back. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination. So your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with lube light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David and today we're having an amazing discussion with relationship coach Dominique Drew from The Art of Attraction and now for our sexy myth-busting segment all about relationships. Each show, we invite our sexpert guest to bust a few sexy fun myths that'll help us filter through some of that misinformation that we have out there on the internet, especially when it comes to the topic of sex, relationships, and sexuality. All right, so, well, no, 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 hang on, hang on. Huh. This show is a little bit about men. Domini specializes in men, so I get to go okay. first for the first Okay, all right. perfect, perfect, <laughs> all right. you got Is that it. okay with you, Dom? <laughs> That's all right with me. You can come anytime you like. All right. So, um, I love this uh, first one. It's, all men want a ro- an open relationship, but women want to have nothing to do with it. Yep, not true. There's women <laughs> out there who want true. open relationships too, right? There are not only women out there. It's So, the, the way I structure my business is I end up getting on the phone call, uh, on a phone call for about an hour with anybody who's interested in working with me. So, I end up talking to a lot of single men, okay? And... So I probably talked to, to 10 a day, five days a week. So I, I talked to all these guys and what I, what I hear a lot of, a lot more than people think is, first of all, they're coming across women who want the open relationships and they actually don't, that they're having a hard time finding a woman in this day and age, at least in, in the United States and uh, North America where I work, who, who, you know, who want to settle down and who want to have children and who want to start a family. They actually come across a lot more people who are, 
you know, women who are more career focused or more, you know, fine with starting that later and, and things like that. And also a lot of guys who just who want to settle down. They're they're ready. You know, the guys I talk to are in their 30s, 40s, 50s. And, you know, they're they they tell me often they say I'm not in my 20s anymore. And, you know, time's passing and I want to start my family and share my life with someone. That's nice. And of course, they're coming to you because they want to find that right partner to have that ideal relationship with. Yes. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Great work you're doing. Keep it up. <laughs> Thank you. I love it very much. Okay, I'll let you go next. I'm going to go next. Okay, myth number two. Once you find the right person, you will be consistently happy and feel complete. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I think most people can tell that that one's a myth, or at least I, I hope that's the case. Yeah, unhappiness in a relationship, it, it's going to happen. Life moves, you know? There are expansions and contractions and ups and downs, and and it's not about avoiding those. You know, being happy isn't about, you know, having fun all the time. And a good marriage is not about having fun all the time. You know, it's about committing and, and connecting to each other through everything. No matter, no matter what comes, we're going to do this. You know, that's the, that's the commitment. Absolutely. And David has his ups and downs every day. And every time it's up. I would imagine. Every time it's up, he's all over me. (laughs) Of course, I'm asking for it. That's all good. It's it's the first thing in the morning. It's always up and ready to go. Always, always. That is a thing with you gentlemen. You do love first thing in the morning. Well, you guys don't have any work to do. We're ready to go. Just jump on top of the cock, you know, a little quickie in the morning and the day gets started on the right foot. Absolutely. I'm writing writing down notes. (laughs) I don't think you need to take notes, Dominique. We're pretty sure you got that already. (laughs) You want to go next or shall I? I don't know. Okay, here's another one. This is a good one. Opposites attract. We're pretty opposite. Or are we alike? Ah, now that's an interesting thing. So... So the way, you know, we talked about sort of the defense structure, how that forms early on in, in childhood. And it, it can happen a couple of different ways. You asked me early on about what, uh, what, what really constitutes attraction. And so it, this can go either way. Okay. So you could say, um, you know, have, uh, have a, a sort of a, dominating, a domineering mother and you could associate that as that's what a, a healthy marriage, that's what love looks like and always be attracted to domineering women and be a very shy man. So in that, in that case, opposites would attract, right? Or you could have had that exact same mother and you could go the opposite way where you're like, I do not want that. And you actually go in the opposite direction and really just attract women who are very gentle and very sweet and a lot more... Um, you know, a lot more sort of nurturing, which may not have been what you got early on. So this one I actually see going either way. Um, Sometimes opposites attract and sometimes, you know, people who are, you know, birds of a feather. Mm -hmm. And I I really, I actually see both of those on that one. All right, my turn. Men are always confident when it comes to sexual activity. Yeah, that one's true. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Try again. That was a joke. <laughs> was like, wait, what? Wait, what? Huh? Well, I don't see that, huh? I, I grew up oh as a teenager. God. I went to high school and eh, that's not true. I have so much sympathy for teenage boys. Like, so much sympathy. Because not only are girls very confusing, right, Carol? Yeah. I mean, really. Mm-hmm. If, you, if we didn't speak our own language, mm-hmm. I would have no idea what we're saying. Sometimes I still don't. And I do. I'm fluent in our language. And uh, it's, it's, and then at that age and everything's, you know, insecurities are just rife and you're, you're trying to impress this woman and, and they're terrified. Like, a, like one of the main issues that I, that I help clients through is approach anxiety. You know, mm-hmm. they're afraid to approach women, mm-hmm. right? There's a fear of rejection. There's a lot at risk. You're, you're, it's vulnerable. It's, it's, it's scary. So one of the things that I, 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 I say about the people that I talk to is often men are really terrified of women, really terrified. And, and I think as women, from what I've seen in my, in my sort of personal observations, is that we don't have any idea the amount of power that we hold. I kind of do. <laughs> and that's great. I'm glad that you've got an audience because that, you know, when I discovered that, you know, how much power it is that women hold. I mean, it was a whole, it was a whole shift, you know, because before I had all those, all those insecurities in my head and the, you know, the voices going on and, and what, you know, what uh, the average person's head tends to look like. Um, and now the, the voices are gone. All I, I don't can, have that. All I can say to guys out there is you have a choice. And if a woman is playing head games with you and it's not right for you, 
move on. There's lots of amazing, beautiful, smart, educated women out there that are that are available. You don't have to take one who's not going to treat you nicely. Of course. That is very true. Yeah, we're not talking about treating them badly, but we do understand that there is power to be had in all sorts of aspects of our lives when... Hun, can you untie me now, please? Because it's getting a little slow. (laughs) Don't do it. Don't do it, Carol. I'm going to hold that power for a little bit longer. Thank you very much. That's really important, too. Yeah, and when I say say power, I'm actually glad that that you made that distinction. Because really, that, I mean, honestly, that's another myth that, you know, oh, men are always, always confident. Women are always, you know, sort of the ones that are shy and retiring. And I speak to a lot of men who've been mistreated by women. And because that's a tricky thing to, ta- to, to say in today's society, they, they tend not to or they mm. don't really know that other people are sharing in that experience. Yeah. Um, and so they just put up with it over yeah. and over and over again yeah. and that can be one of those things you know we started out with why do you keep repeatedly attracting the wrong relationship mm-hmm. it's like well that will keep you in that cycle pretty pretty deeply and yeah absolutely so here's another myth last one okay so you should expect your partner to be clear about what they want in bed oh that's a great one yeah here's the thing whatever craziness is going on in your head your partner's got the same thing going on yeah. So if, if it's as, as difficult as it may be for you to look inward and see, huh, why am I not okay with having sex in the kitchen or using a blindfold, you know, as, as, as challenging as that is to look inward, know, please, that your partner is, is, is very Equally. likely having the same challenges. Yeah. So have compassion for that. You there's know, when no they way, react, they will no act out of fear. There's no way I can have the same challenges that Carol has. What no are you way. talking about? No, no, no. I'm, He's a, I'm a normal, grounded person. <laughs> She's, like you said, a unique 40,000 things going through her head at the same time. Uh-uh. It's true. You guys have your own uh, your own different versions of it. We do. So but, it may not be quite as chit-chatty. I had chit-chat in my head all the time. And it wasn't like... You know, that shit wasn't cheerleading, okay? It was telling me how, what a pain in the ass I was all the time. You know, it was, it, was, it was telling me what a piece of shit I was all the time. So until I lost that voice, that was what I, you know, because that's the sound of my own, my own beliefs. And I lived with that for 25 years. And most people live with it their entire lives. Yeah. So, you know, the yeah. things that are going on in your head, very, very comparable. Yeah. So thanks, Dominique, for the great myth-busting skills. Well, we all know that relationships are complicated and with open and honest communication and just talking about it, you can navigate your way through a lot, a whole lot of issues. You sure can. Yes, absolutely. All right. We're going to ask everyone to hang on. We're going to take a quick break and we come back. We're going to be, what are we going to be doing? Uh, We're going to be doing Great Sex Matters. We're going to come back with our next segment, our favorite segment, which is Great Sex Matters because... Great sex matters because... <laughs> we all deserve it. All right, stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> this segment of The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David is sponsored by the SDC Cuban Cruise. Feel the lifestyle vibe and explore places where yesterday lives today in a truly unique corner of the world. We'll head out of Miami and stop in Hemingway's hometown of Key West before we land in Cuba's capital, where we'll experience spicy Caribbean culture, vintage cars, and untouched beaches. Absolutely. And this cruise is going to be even better than the STC Caribbean cruise we were on last year. So if you want to have a great time, join us on this STC cruise from December 4th to 11th, where we're also going to visit NASA in the Bahamas and the private island of Coco Cay. Get ready to experience STC's famous foam parties, deck parties, erotic live shows, and of course their amazing playroom, or just simply savor all the sexy couples that STC has to offer. For more information about this trip or other events, visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com, Carol and David page. You are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle, and we are Carol and David, and today we are having a really fun chat and very educating conversation with relationship coach Dominique Drew from The Art of Attraction, and now it's time for our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because... Great sex matters, and we all deserve it. You know, and the primal goal of every relationship is, of course, sex, and you know, that's that hard wiring that we have in our brains that drive us together to form these loving and connected relationships. 
And in that, just like in that movie, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, there are things that we do consciously or subconsciously that turn people off and ruin our chances for great sex. And a lot of times, we don't even realize that we're doing it. But learning how to master that art of asking for what we want, it helps a lot with the goal of having great sex. So, Dominie, how do you coach men to successfully share their wants and needs for sexual pleasure? Well, I would encourage, first of all, the actual sharing. Okay, I think a lot of people um, and relationships maybe fall short um, or, or get messed up because there's not enough talking. And of course, you know, you guys emphasize that a lot on your show, which is wonderful. And we've talked a lot about that here. Um, so then it becomes the next level. So first of all, say something, <laughs> right? And second of all, it's how you say it, right? So we've been talking a little bit about, you know, when things come off with a lot of energy or what we call a trigger, um, because there's something behind it for you. There's, there's more emotion than the situation might logically call for. Okay. In other words, if you're you're bringing up to your girlfriend about, you know, about exploring some things or some sexual needs that you have, and you're really afraid that you're not going to get it. And so it comes out kind of, you know, forcefully, you're trying to sort of force it because there's a fear of really being vulnerable and possibly not having those needs met. So having that awareness, you know, knowing what piece is you and what piece is her. So, so there could be a, you know, I I never get my needs met in sex. And so I'm going to try this one more time, but I'm sure it's not going to go well. You know, if that's happening in your head before you have that conversation, then guess what? It's not, not going to go, go well. well. Yeah. <laughs> right? But of course, the problem is that we usually don't realize that we're thinking that. So so bring your awareness to it in that moment. Okay, so when I have this conversation, you know, do it in a time when you guys are relaxed and having fun. And then do it without attachment, without demand. Okay? You know what would be really fun, sweetheart? I would love to try X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. instead of okay, here's the thing. I need you to stop. Like, I need you to open up more. That's you know, there's, there's nothing about that that's going to that's gonna make to, someone want to I have up. to try that approach with respect to anal sex. I have to stop. Oh, yeah? Yes, yes. I have to stop saying that's what I want and make it a little bit more smooth. So I might give you a call, <laughs> Dominic. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Uh, maybe don't call me during. Um, but yeah. maybe like another time. <laughs> the issue is Carol wants to do me. <laughs> That's all good. I, it's all fine with me. Great. Great. He, he wants anal sex, sex and I said, no problem. I'll get my strap on. I can do you. I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to watch your wording there, David. Uh-huh. It's all good. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. But okay, really so that, that lack of demand, I think, is probably the most powerful thing. Is, is. Can you say that and be open to the fact that she may not be into it and... That that's okay too. Right. And again, like we talked in the first segment, where if you're not into it, or you really have like no way, don't even come near me with that thing type of thing, then you say, okay, you can actually discuss it together. Like, hold on, what's going on here? Why is it a little bit more of a bigger reaction we expected? And um, I, th- if you can, you know, talk openly about it. Uh, even in a laughing way, it's like, okay, I have no idea why I'm sweating now, but I just no way I even want to think about this, and make it light, perhaps. I love what you just did there. That, there's a lot of wisdom in that in that that piece right there. I don't know why I'm sweating. There's something going on here, yeah. you know. Without a, I'm not engaging it like, oh my god, I'm, I'm I'm petrified, you know. But like, okay, I'm feeling these feelings. I'm not sure what's going on. And you're sort of aware that they're illogical, but you're also honoring them. Yeah. Just because you don't understand what they mean doesn't mean they have a reason. Uh-huh. I've literally done this for 15 years, where I take things that have, you know, quote unquote, no no reason. There's no reason to feel this way. Hundred percent of the time, there's a reason right, that you feel. Right. All right, Dom. it's just not possible. You know, I'm, I'm going to take you back to France this summer when we were filming the retreat with Chris Lavois, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about perception, which which is a tricky thing. And uh, we did a our uh, part of our radio show with you there, which is going to air next year before the retreat comes out on Amazon Prime. But um, I'm going to pass it over to Carol because uh, you, we were in the you were in the workshop with her in the session with her, and we talked on our radio show 
about one of the guests that were there, and I'll let Carol take it from here to continue the discussion. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're going to remember the discussion, but we were talking about one of the guests who uh, had a new boyfriend, and uh, he was very excited to invite her away for the weekend, where they could be for the first time uh, alone and intimate by the beach. And she went, and they were both all excited, and it was you know, a great thing. They looked forward to it. But when they got to the beach, and they started having sex for the first time... They got naked in bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she kind of described the situation. It was quite graphic. It was great, but she was she was totally disappointed with the the I guess the quality of the sex that they had together. He couldn't get a hard cock. And I really loved how you jumped in and you gave his point of view because we were thinking about well maybe you should have done this or maybe you should have done that. But we really loved how you jumped in and gave his point of view that maybe he was just scared shitless or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because perhaps. she was so beautiful, yeah. blonde, beautiful, exactly. tits, nice dog legs. She dresses so well. Maybe and as, a, as a guy, I'm going to be holy shit. I got this beautiful. So do you remember that conversation that we had that day, Dominique? Dominique? I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think what you, what you point out is really the intimidation factor is very real. Right. You know, and, and, and there's a lot of harshness, both from women and for men. David, even your tone right there, when you said he couldn't get a hard cock, it's like the, the, the harshness, the, the sort of judgment of, or the expectation that a man should be able to do that and they should be able to do it whenever we want it and they should be able to do it for as long as we want. Right. And so like somehow go. there's, you know, we, we spend a lot of time on double standards for women um, and this is a, a kind of an interesting one that we hold for men that I've, that I've found. Um, but yeah, his, his perspective, I mean, there's always two, you know, and, and a gray pair of tits does not attract <laughs> I love it. It doesn't. It does not. You know, there could be blonde and long legs and great, great rack and she could be crazy. And yeah. there goes the attraction, yeah. unless you're one of those who's into that, in which case the attraction will turn on. You know, so it's, it's, um, but, but, but there's always that other perspective. And I think that's, that's, that's really important. There are two of you. So yeah. there's going to be two sides to the story. So, so the big question here is, in a new relationship, when is it good to bring up the topic of sex and preferences and what I like and what I don't like. We we know the right time to bring it up is not when you're in bed naked hoping he has a hard cock and he wants <laughs> and to he's eat, not and, and you want to fuck him and you're not sure. That's we know that's not the right time to be talking about, you know, your wants and needs. When is it and is it on the first date, second date, on the phone, by text? Well, it kind of depends on on who you are. You know, I tend to be quite frank and direct. Um, I'm sure you guys wouldn't know anything about that. No, no not um, at all. As you're much, as you're much more shy and <laughs> and reserved. Um, so you know, we would probably talk about it sooner rather than later. You know, the three of us on our on our individual dates. Um, but someone else might, you know, really that might be something you have to work up to. I, I had a call with a, a client, uh, I think just the other day, a couple of days ago, who said that he wanted to wait for three months before he had sex with anyone. Period. Wow. Okay. Um, and so that's, that's his line. And he actually, interestingly said, he lost a lot of women that way. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted to wait that long. Okay. And why did he want so, to wait that long? Uh, that was his comfort level. Oh, okay. you know, he'd been married for a long time. Um, intimacy was a, a big deal for him. Um, it was honestly just, he's like, that's, that's how long I want to wait. He had kids, you know, he didn't want to get really emotionally involved he'd Been hurt before, you know, didn't want to get emotionally involved until, or physically involved until there was an emotional, uh, connection. And so that was his. That was his, you know, his, his boundary. That's what he needed. I, I just mm-hmm. want to go back to that discussion we had in France, and I just want to just uh, you know tell everybody what the result was of that discussion that we had, because I think that was so important, and that's why I brought it up today, was that um, when we talked about the bad sex that happened, we asked, first of all, we asked her, did you guys talk about sex before you went on this weekend retreat? Which the answer was no. And so we kind of made the point that, Uh, People have difficulty talking about sex. It's not always easy to bring up that conversation, to talk about your wants and needs, especially in a new relationship where you don't know people very well. And we just made the point that how how easier, how much easier it was for them to get naked, get in bed, and actually fuck was easier than talking about it. And that's where I, I thought that... We need to open this up more. People need to talk about sex. We need to normalize that conversation so that we don't have these disappointing situations. And so we need to turn things around. It should not be easier to get naked and to start fucking someone you don't even know 
that should not be easier than talking to them about sex. Because how much less intimate is that? Right. Absolutely. You know, you're not really that vulnerable. You can have sex and be like, oh, okay, fine. I mean, sex is very vulnerable, but for that couple, you're exactly right. It was easier to have sex. She was much more comfortable talking about the sex than she was talking about talking about the sex. Exactly. If I remember correctly. Yes. Right? Yes. For her, and we only had her, so we don't know his story, but for her, there was an intimacy thing there, right? That vulnerability was... Yeah extreme scary for her yeah well okay so now we're looking at the actual issue right exactly right. So i just thought so that was so interesting you no know, that is, yeah that's a great point I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up again yeah um and as far as as when to bring it up you know you, you gotta you gotta feel it out but i would definitely go sooner rather than later yeah. and, and again if you can do it in a way that's that that's gentle and, and if it's after sex that's fine like you guys may have a differing opinion but but in my thought it's like if she had had that sex and been like oh okay well that wasn't my favorite thing. You know, had go down to the beach, have another great day, right. and then maybe over dinner, I, you know, I, I bring it up or Open hey, up can we again. try mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. or yes? Mm-hmm. But again, it's it's got to come without demand. You can talk about anything, the most terrifying of things, if you're disconnected from from the outcome. If you're like, you know, what my intention here is to connect, you know, is to just is to be close to you, and let's talk about you know sex. It's so easy. Yeah, absolutely. But if she's, she's going to come in with, why didn't you fuck me well? You didn't <laughs> fuck me well. You need to do it. And there was a lot of demand in her, a lot of demand. So now add that to the pile of, you know, in, insecurities or intimidation just from the normal situation. And it was new. You see what I mean? So, yeah. so now there's, there's demand. Well, that's pressure. Now I have to perform and you're not listening to me. You're demanding what you want. And and then so now the, the dynamic has shifted a little bit. Well, I love the idea so, of taking I love the idea of a takeaway from one of these discussions is that take the demand out of your conversation and you will have a much better conversation. Yes. There you go. So I'm thinking thinking it's time for some real advice now. If the ultimate goal for a relationship is to have great sex, you know, and understanding that, you know, everyone has their own definition of what great sex means to them, what would be the top two things that you could recommend to a single person who's looking for their ultimate relationship, that dream relationship we talked about of that rescuing from the high tower. What could they do today that would help them find that right partner? That's a great question. Here's the, 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 the most direct, fastest thing that you can do to change, to, to attract that person, okay? Look back on the past relationships in your life. Write it down. It helps to write it down, okay? Write down anything about your past relationships that's made you unhappy, Okay, anything and everything. Just keep writing, keep writing until you're done. And then look through everything you've written down and find the pattern. Mm -hmm. I like that. Okay, Mm -hmm. because what's the common denominator of all of your past relationships? Yeah. Right? You are. So there's something going on in in you that that has kept you from, um, from achieving this incredible relationship that you want. Okay, so... Go through, write everything down, find the pattern. And then when you find the pattern, you can, you can find the belief underneath it. So if the pattern is, oh, they, they just keep leaving me. Women just keep, they keep leaving. Every, they go two years, everything's great, and then they just up and leave. Or whatever the issue is. Then you go, that's interesting. What does that mean to me? Mm-hmm. What women leave? Oh, well, my mom left when I was four. Oh. oh. Yeah. Okay. Huh. You know, or women always reject me. Oh, my mother never accepted me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. So now, and, and this is just this is just fact finding. It's just what's the actual issue? You know, you're reading all the books, you're listening to all the podcasts, you're doing taking all the advice, but it's not changing anything because you don't know what the issue is. Step one is you have to really be brutally honest with yourself and find the actual issue, and this is a great way of doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And then after that, what do they do? And then after that. So you identify the pattern, okay? So they, they, you know, they've always rejected me. It's like, okay. So then if you're, if you're willing to go a level deeper, okay, then the next level deeper is where do you do that to yourself? So I had a client who uh, came to me because he'd been, he just, women just rejected him for his entire life. He's probably 56, 57. And he was in this sort of relationship or he was seeing this woman who he wanted very, very, very badly. And he was terrified he was going to lose her because he'd literally lost everyone else. So he starts working with me, and within about a week and a half, we had identified his lifelong pattern, okay, and for him in particular, it did come from his mother, and, um, and how he had recreated that throughout his entire life 
perpetually trying to win back the love of his mother, which he just never got when he was young. Oh, my goodness. And so he's coming into this relationship with this girl that he wants so badly. He was on the phone with me in, in tears the first time I spoke to him. He wants her so badly. He knows he's sabotaging this, right? You know, that feeling when you're like, oh, I'm fucking this up, mm-hmm. you know, and I want it so badly. Starts working with me within, so that was within a week and a half. He'd realized that within two weeks, her entire behavior had changed mm-hmm. towards him. Mm-hmm. So now she's, she was reaching out to him. She's making a little bit more contact. She's, you know, she's, she's pursuing him a little bit instead of him wildly pursuing her. And the way that he got there is he found that pattern of rejection. He found where he was perpetuating that because your mother is not in the picture anymore, right? That was when you were young. So the, the reason it's, it's relevant, it's, it's what you're doing to yourself is that's, that's the part that's carrying it with you into this new relationship and all the relationships you've had for the last 50 years. Wow. So he found where he was rejecting his own needs, where he was rejecting himself turned his focus to that and boom all of a sudden everything shifted objectively out in the world not like you feel better or you've you know made some realizations in your life and now you've got new knowledge it's not about that this is about literally changing your world it is that powerful wow wow very 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 cool all Mm -hmm. right dom um we sure went through this hour super super quickly um we reserve the right to invite you back onto another show why don't you well let's thank you first for being on our show uh why don't you tell everybody how they can reach out to you oh that would be wonderful and thank you so much it's been absolutely my pleasure and ugh, fine i'll be on another show Just, <laughs> we love you too if I, if I must uh yeah i would absolutely love that um the best place to find me is at uh, dominiedrew.com forward slash hello and I've got a little bit of a strangely spelled name. I assume you'll you'll have it somewhere up with the uh, absolutely the, when the podcast is posted. Yes, um, we, we have. But dominiedrew.com forward slash hello that takes you to um, to a video that's of me talking about who I am and what I do. And and if you find yourself interested, then I would really encourage you to schedule a time to get on the phone with me, and we can see if I can help. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for all that great advice. You know, uh, we learned so much about the art of attraction, about men, about relationships, um, and how to avoid the pitfalls of what you can fall into in a new relationship. And, you know, every week we're learning more and more from all our fantastic sexpert guests, and we hope you do too. Remember to go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, to find out all the information about our amazing sexpert guests and our hosts on our new sexy lifestyle talk radio network which is coming up october 1st then you can click on their link and contact them if you need more advice and remember to sign up on sdc.com if you're looking for an open-minded online community where you can meet other sexy people and find out where the events are happening near you you use promo code 30314 for your first month free just check it out And we have some amazing trips coming up. We're going back to Hedonism 2 with Brett and Young Swingers Week, October 20th to 27th. Oh, then um, uh, in December, we're going to be on the SDC Cuban cruise, leaving from Miami on board the luxury boutique cruise ship to Cuba, December 4 to 11. And in May next year, we're going to be with SDC once again for the Super Sexperience at a brand new hotel in Cancun. And of course, we must remind everybody about Naughty in Orleans 2019. And for more information about these trips or anything else, you can visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com, or send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com. And remember, if you want a stronger, longer, and more intense orgasm, then you need your very own womanizer. And we have some womanizers to give away. Once you try this amazing device, you're going to wish you had discovered it sooner. Enter to win by sending us an email at ask at carolandavid.com with womanizer in the subject line. We'll announce the winner on next week's show. You love your womanizer. You oh. use it like at least once a day. Of course I right do. Right after we have sex. It's such a great Because I deserve it. You do. All right. That's it for our show today. Domini, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you, everybody out there, for listening. Join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex and sexuality and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank 
you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. 